Ready for a career in behavioral health? Earn your online degree at Herzing University. Choose from health and human services, psychology, or social work programs. Gain the skills to work, coordinate, and manage nonprofits. Secure a bachelor's in psychology to study mental health or advance your social work career through our online Masters of Social Work. Let us help you become a social change agent. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Text HEALTH to 85109. That's HEALTH to 85109. Or visit herzing.edu. Hello, hello, all systems go. Welcome in. The Eric St. Joe Podcast, a daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures. Uh, wow. Weather. Holy cow. Temperatures like 25, 30 degrees above normal. It's like hot. O'Neill can't even, or Bruce can't even walk outside. We can't, we can't go for a walk because he just gets too exhausted. So not used to this. Oh my God. Uh, more the same of that today. Just fantastic. This might make you sad. Sorry. This is Daisy's nameplate for the urn. Just like I told you it would look. Daisy 33014 to 32823. Chiclet tooth tug of war champ and biter of light. Soft chested bully that looked like a pile of mud. Damn it. Cannot believe it. The morning continues. I mean, M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G. Uh, that adds to the collection of urns. It all, it, it kind of points back to that deal where I'm like, good morning, everybody. Uh, I'm like, at some point, though, people are not going to care. Like my kids, if when, when mom and dad croak, what are they going to do with all those urns? Jackie will probably hang on them. So would Madison. I don't think Jim would. Jim would just throw them in the woods. Yeah, here you go. Smell you later. But uh, yeah, because we got the Daisy urn, the low. Wait a minute, Lola, Lucy, and then two cats. Spread the ashes at Fear Bunker North has been thought of. That is a that is a decent idea. But then, you know, we got the, yeah, at some point, at some point that has to happen. You know, just spread the ashes. I don't, I, I, I got to get out of this collection of urns. It's, it's a, it's a freaking pet cemetery. Aram says, bury them with me. Or, uh, he says, I would bury them with me or spread the ashes with mine. You ever like, uh. Think about if you're going to have a funeral or not. Because some people, okay, like when so-and-so died recently, they're like, oh, yes, uh, visitation, saying of the rosary, Catholic mass. And I'm like, fuck. Visitation I can handle. But then you get in the line for the visitation. This just happened. And, uh, People just take too long talking to the poor dude who uh, his wife just died. And he's exhausted. Why do we make people do that? 
I can tell you that if I lost my wife, the last thing I want to do is stand in a line for four hours while everybody comes and says the same fucking thing. Do you need a meal? If there's anything I can do, just let me know. And, you know, it's like, yeah, whatever. I don't want to do that shit. I'm going to go get drunk. It's kind of a racket, man. Real pain in the ass. Hours on end. You're standing there. You're exhausted. You're usually medicated. Chris has got it down. Nothing you say will make it better. Cut it short. Yeah. Cut it. Sh- fuck that. These people are exhausted. Then they got to, uh, you know, barely sleep. And then leading up to that whole uh, uh, visitation, you know, you got to print off like 8 million pictures to put on the fucking boards. Oh, (laughs) he says your loved one died. Good. Jocko. Jocko, what an asshole. In every bad thing, there's something good. Child got eaten by a shark. Good. Um, so I don't, I don't know. That's always my first, oh, so-and-so, they died, oh. It's going to be a, just probably just a family thing, right? Maybe just no uh, funeral, just uh, cremate and uh, direct family share a meal. Is that what they're doing? No, no, they're not. Oh, no, full Catholic, Catholic math, mass visitation, rosary five times a day. Yeah, not me, man. Just, you know, I don't know. Let people figure it out for themselves. And they say, when's a funeral? I I don't know. I don't know. There isn't going to be one. Uh, I was talking with uh, my wife. In the event that something happens to the NFK, there's not going to be a funeral or anything like that. He didn't know anybody. Everybody already thinks he croaked. No, he's not dead. He's just been in there watching damn TV and and uh, 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 having feces smears, putting feces smears all over my house. That's what he's been doing. He's alive and well. That being said, I wanted to share this with you. You think I'm kidding. This is the latest. This is right next to my toilet. The little half bath, half bath. I'm having a trouble. I'm having trouble speaking today because I got a canker sore on my lower lip. This is uh, the cabinet, right? Like when you're staring down at the toilet when you're going pee, it's to the left. So when you're seated there, it's to the right, and he'll wipe his ass with his right hand. And then he gets shit on his hand. And then he puts his hand, when he's all done, on this spot of the cabinet. And that's what you get. 
you get that. A nice little blotch with a concentrated point and then more and more and then it trails off as the as feces leaves the finger and is on my cabinet until it the door of my cabinet until it gets cleaned. Mm-hmm. That's my life now. No matter what I say, there isn't a GD thing I can do about it. No matter how many times I ask politely. Tyler says in another funny joke, God, you, your, your hit ratio is so high. His, his urn plate will read NFK, watcher of TV, smearer of feces. Aram says Gary from the pants store would go to the funeral if asked, I bet. My God. That story, which has only been retold once of the men's warehouse incident, not long ago it was retold, so it won't be retold for quite some time. Knowing the impact of that story, that is easily... Right up there with the all-time greatest things that has ever happened on this podcast. It's right up there with Kenny and the TV incident with my uh, mom and with my dad and my stepmom. Which I kind of forget all that happened. A lot of these involve Kenny. The TV Z-Speed mobile mechanic was a big one. That was a big hitter. The, the pants store, the feces incident of the pants store. A lot of these stories involve feces and Kenny. It's kind of weird. Um, the NFK has abandoned the, uh, okay. After the incident with Gary and the feces, um, Kevin was ordered to wear underwear. Um, the, the problem he has with underwear is because his hands don't work well and his pecker is so damn small. He has trouble reaching his hand into the opening or whatever. I don't know. He struggles with going pee with the underwear on for some reason. And uh, so after the shit incident with Gary, we made him wear underwear. Then he started ripping the underwear. Like he'll grab one side, both sides of where the crotch opening is, where the penis opening is on the underwear and pull, pull them and rip it. So he could have an, a larger opening, I guess. So all of them are ripped. What the fuck is going on there? And then we just noticed recently that he's no longer wearing them because they're, they they don't show up in the wash anymore. So Diane has noticed that. And um, we're greatly concerned that about the showering now because he took that back over. He relinquished control. Kind of like when, uh, you know, with Afghanistan... How we we tried to make those crazy people see the light that they should live like Americans. And then we finally had to leave. And then one second after we left, the Taliban took over. Well, the Taliban uh, is the NFK. Or the NFK is the Taliban. And as soon as he was put in control of, of the uh, government, Cole says, or Britney Spears, as soon as he was put in control of the government, that is his asshole and his uh, 
showering abilities, the responsibilities, it uh, it's it's fallen off. Hang on, I gotta ban this person who's trying to sell something. Get the fuck out of here, dumbass! I think it's just some bot. So, and I also told you about how he brushes the teeth. His hands are soaking wet from toothpaste juice and water. And uh, he then will touch things. It's like, no, just rinse your hands off, dry them on the towel. Oh, oh, he always speaks to me like it's some type of great revelation that I'm giving him some type of a, a nugget of wisdom that no one in the world knows. Yeah, if you have a, if you have a feces and tobacco ground into your hands and then your hands get wet and then you touch things, that that fucking hand porridge that you have is now going to be on all of those objects you touch. Thus, you wash them and dry them. And then they are, it, the word is clean. Oh, oh, really? And we've had this conversation so many times, so many times. And uh, my job is to say these things without getting overly irritated, just for the sanctity of the household. Remind him politely and calmly I do have a responsibility here and if I start ranting and raving which I have probably like twice it's going to cause more trouble I'm better off just gently reminding hey uh can you and you got to have that kind of tone when you do it hey um so when there's um you know you got the little poo poo on your hand um rather than you know, touching everything. Let's uh, make a beeline to the sink and you put water on and a little soap and you scrubby, scrubby. You, you rinse them off real well and you just dry them. Is that, you think you can do that for me? Okay, awesome. Okay, I love you. Okay, see you around. And that's it. You just kind of leave it right there. Oh my God. What the fuck? Uh, I usually try to talk in... Um, these subdued tones like I am now a little less loud for in the event that he's lurking, you know, so excuse me for having the ASMR voice going. Is it ASMR AMSR? I think it's ASMR. Kenny says, by this point, I'd have zero patience. Eric, I don't know how you remain calm still. I definitely speak in all caps to him. LOL. Ow! <laughs> no, no, I, I get that. But yeah, I, I'm looking big picture. So I, I, you know what? I actually, it makes me feel good that you feel that way. Because if I can remain calm, I mean, he's here for the long haul. This is not ending. 
Aram writes, Kenny, would you be willing to go up there and help Eric enforce the house rules? Yeah, you're a troublemaker. What? What? What are you doing? So, uh, I talked about this on yesterday's Patreon. But after the free podcast yesterday, we I had to take him to the dentist. And, well, actually, I finished the free podcast and I immediately called the dentist. And I go, hey, here's what's up. Now, he has all sorts of scheduled root canals and shit going on in the future that, you know, it takes forever to get him in there because this dentist is so busy. I mean, the teeth are all, all these problems are happening at once. And uh, he was like, hey, I got a problem looking at shit fucking shit, man. It's fucking big hurts, motherfucker. Shit fuck fucking shit and he's pointing at it and i'm like yeah I, I see it i can see brown this massive amount is this massive chunk of decay it's like he bit into a peanut m&m uh and then uh, chewed it a little uh, balled it spit it out into his hand balled it up and then fucking put it on the tooth like that just stuck it on there that's how bad it looks and i, I can actually see like half a tooth and it because it's just ch- a chewed away and uh, it, it's all like, nervy looking and inflamed. Josh says the question is, has he called the tooth the N-word yet? Not yet. And, uh, and uh, Tyler asked the same. Actually, Tyler asked the same question first. So I'm like, and I go, all right. Yeah, I, I got it. Thanks. I'll make that call. And I call. Then they called back like 15 minutes. So they go, we got a spot for him. And I'm like, you people are just fantastic. Even though they know what they're about to, what can of worms they're about to open up. They're like, you know, we're going to help you. Can you be here in, you know, a handful of minutes? Yes. I go down then break the news to him. I go, hey, buddy. And, uh, yeah. And, uh, of course, as I start to speak, he starts finishing my sentences for me. And uh, so it's like, hey, I just got off the phone and I get that far and I hear, did you call Dennis? Like steps all over me and I'm like, I breathe. And I look at him about this amount of time and I go, yes, I did. And they, as I get that far, I got me, oh, get me in there. Pause, look at him. He's not getting the message. And I go, they're, they are able to get you in. And I get that from, when they go, when they go, they get me some fucking shit, fuck, when the fuck they going to be able to get me in there. I'm like, now, there have been times when I said, look, time out. Every time I start speaking, this actually has happened many times. Every time I start speaking, I'm not quite done with the sentence. And then you start talking. And that's not the way people communicate so i want you to like slow down when i'm talking to you because it's really really annoying you think you can do that for me now me just saying that i even feel bad saying that to you okay because i'm picturing his face kind of soften like oh wait a minute i'm stupid you know So I didn't say anything. And so I, then I go, yeah, we can go. I mean, it's, but we got to go now, right now, right now. Holy shit. Fucking shit. Fuck. 
fucking oh my god we gotta go i go yeah they they uh they they made room for you but we gotta leave right now okay shit fuck off we go uh, i'll jump to the end of the story the cavity on this tooth is just setting itself into there so add another uh throw another log on the fire and uh at uh, at uh, Camp Root Canal, uh, I'm wondering if at one point the dentist is going to be like, "Yeah, let's just let's just get rid of all of these. Let's let's just get them all out, and uh, we're going to go with it's, it. Would cost you less money to get like a uh, head transplant than to deal with all these teeth. You know, this is this is an old car with like." bondo all over the car everywhere bondo on the windshield and now uh, what i want to say is I was like, now do you realize how important it is to have even just the most basic of uh effort to maintain your body how important that is this is what you did because you decided for years to neglect your teeth Oh. Chris, I want to read your joke. Oh, the NFK is a human version of my Thunderbirds. He he has a couple of Thunderbird cars that he's resurrecting. I would say the T-Birds are in better shape than his mouth. The NFK will single-handedly pay for one semester of college for the dentist's kid who... This is Dr. Lee, who's a legend where I live. His son. Okay. When I moved to West Michigan, Dr. Lee's dad was the boss. He retired. His son is Dr. Lee, the guy that the NFK saw yesterday. And this guy, he is a dynamo. And his son joins the practice in May. He's just, he's finally done with all of his education to be the next. So three generations of lees at dr lees couldn't you know and you know that dad which is uh, uh the, the guy who runs the place now he's like okay when you come in your first gig this is it you're gonna be in charge of this one guy for one full year Aram says, I was surprised when Stevie said the NFK acts completely normal around her, so he is capable. Absolutely. I paint him to be a boob, um, but he is. He is entire. His boobery is um, intensified by absurd laziness. It is fully within his power to do all these things, but he just does not give a shit. He does not give any shits whatsoever. Oh, my God. Uh, see, you guys are getting the, I don't want to, you you guys are all getting the, I want to give a good first impression. But uh, y- you have not opened up the pants and seen full turds. Chris says the NFK has his own podcast where he laughs about how nice Eric is and hasn't cracked yet. Yeah, it's all a big social experiment. Oh, my God. 
Tyler says, quote, this patient is yours when you start practicing. His name is Kevin, or as I like to call him, the gold mine. It's so bad that we have to have a sit-down consultation with this dentist to go over uh, estimates of cost to repair this fucker's mouth. I'm like, Kevin, it's a damn good thing that you have social security checks and a pension. He's sitting on an absolute gold mine of money because all he does is he doesn't do anything, but every month he gets, well, it's his money uh, is it's just piling up in this mountain of cash. I'm like, it's a goddamn good thing you have that because you're going to be spending it all on your mouth. Oh, holy shit. So once again, if you're, if you're just tuning in, this is what was on the side of my cabinet. That's nice. That's nice. I didn't even bother wiping it. I just said, oh, I got to get a picture of this. I'm going to share this with the audience. They're going to, they're going to love this. Oh. Oh my God. So that is what I wanted to uh, address. I knew it was the second I saw it, the second I saw it, I was like, oh, I got to talk about this. Brandis says, what the fuck is that joining late? That, my dear friend, is next to the cabinet door next to the NFK's toilet. The feces was on the hand. He touches my cabinet door and then lifts himself off of the toilet. And then the poo-poo goes onto the cabinet door. That is what you are seeing right there. Nice point, crisp brown point trailing down. And then the, that, what a beautiful smear that is. You guys think I'm kidding. I'm so not. That is actual human feces. Tyler says, the feces cabinet is so funny, I can hear a laugh track in my head. That was brought on by Tyler. I was not thinking about playing the laugh track. Tyler put it in my head. I blame him because he knows Brandis gets driven crazy by that intense laughter. Oh my God. What a day today. Thank you. Thank you. I cannot stress enough to all of you how thankful I am that you engage me and help me. If I didn't have the outlet that I have to talk to you about these horrific nightmarish scenarios that take place in my home, um, we would have police tape around the house, blood everywhere, and an ice pick buried in the NFK's head. I would kill everyone. Everyone would be dead. 
But because I can sit here and elaborate and pontificate with you about the things that are going on within these walls. Holy shit. Uh, Cole says that show he got that laugh track from must be pretty funny. Ryan says it's a full quote, the shining in the easy household. If it weren't for the podcast podcast, saving my life and everybody's life. All right, we're moving on. Basketball star DeMar DeRozan plays for the Chicago Bulls. I don't know who that is. I don't know anything about what's going on in the playoffs. I take it back. They're, they're doing these play-in games. So like uh, uh, one game, uh, loser goes home, winner advances to the playoffs. You know, the actual playoffs. The first play-in game for uh, these two teams. The uh, So the Chicago Bulls travel to Toronto to take on the Raptors. Whoever wins moves on to the next play-in round. I think that doesn't matter. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't matter at all. Uh, the dude here is DeMar DeRozan. This is his daughter, DR. I think that's how you say it. D-I-A-R, DR DeRozan. When the home team is lining up to shoot a foul shot, in the game against the Bulls, D.R. DeRozan, the daughter of that guy, DeMar, um, she's figured out a, uh, a tactic to screw with Toronto. Scream at the top of your lungs. And it was effective because the crowd goes silent because it's home. You know, and she was allowed to go to the game. She wanted to go to the game, but the dad was like, no, you got to go to school. She goes, yeah, I know. Just let me get one day that I can go to Toronto to watch this game. She's a nine-year-old kid. And then the dad is like, I don't know, man. And then he finally relents. It says for two plus hours, the sound piece, the uh, pierced the ears of the sold out crowd. Those watching at home and the Raptors playing themselves and the Raptors players themselves each time one stepped up to the free throw line. The screaming of DR DeRozan echoing throughout the entire arena. She timed each shriek with devastating uh, efficacy. It was perhaps the best free throw defense in history. Uh, The team shot. 18 of 36, 50% at the line. That is not good. Toronto All-Star Pascal Siakam, a career 78% free throw shooter, had a chance to tie the game with 12 seconds left after being fouled by Alex Caruso on a three-point attempt. So he gets three foul shots. He missed two of three. Uh, DeMar DeRozan said, I kept hearing something during the game during the free throws. I look back like, dang, that's my daughter screaming. You know me, I don't, I don't necessarily want to expose you to bad sounds. But this is the audio of what the players would hear 
I'm sorry, I uh, played the wrong audio. Particular game, if he steps the wrong way or something. Visit to Florida State. Ask me, what did you Patrick said, I was down for whatever Coach Hamilton. Underrated passer, doing a nice job. In terms of the total number or the yeah. quality of shots, I'm, com- I'm comfortable. This is a super cut of all those foul shots. Headspace coming in. I, who, the handle is maybe not as tight. A 20-point advantage. I would, uh, if I was seated near her, I would be hoping that someone would take that ball and whip it right at her fucking face. This guy thinks he can do more offensively. The third and fourth periods. He always showed up to practice in a uniform, a work uniform. He can't. As I said, very much still the way he hangs in the air. Yeah, look at here she is. Look at her. She looks lovely. She's an adorable little rich kid. And uh now now they're now they're on to her. Here's here's mom next to her. Check out. That's either that's either mom or the chick that he bangs whenever he goes to Toronto. He hangs in the air. Check out with your Chicago here. Hey, she went one for two, like the Raptors. Loose ball. Levine. You see, now the announcers are, are uh, aware of what's happening. Check out. Oh, wow. Line drive, never made it. Make sure they secure the defensive board here if it comes off. It does, and they do. Vucevic with the rebound, fouled by Scotty Barnes. If I was, uh, because the Bulls ended up winning the game. First of all, if you're DeMar DeRozan, you make sure that the kid is there. Have that kid show up at the next game that's on the road. And if you're whatever team that's playing, you work hard to keep her out of the stadium. It's just don't even let her in. Throw her out or get a pit bull to chew out her throat or something. I don't know. Gonzalez, 1969, says, I'm going to her next girls basketball game and doing it to her in a small gym. Uh, Brandon says, it's almost as bad as the god-awful Freebird Hot Wings laugh track. Now, that would be great if, I mean... You use that instead of the kid. <laughs> That'd be perfect. And just for a little bit. <laughs> that would mess me up knowing that it's coming every time. Um. So that, I guess, messed him up. I don't know. You know that's going to be asked, uh, do you think that that uh, affected things? And, they, and they'll and they never admit it. They don't want to, they don't want to let her know that it, that it affected anything. But uh, man, can you imagine spending all that money on a fucking basketball ticket and you're the guy right in front of her and she's screaming like that? I mean, how tempted 
would you be to just like, uh, I don't know, sneeze or something and then uh, uh, throw your elbow as viciously as possible like fucking Carl Malone right into that kid's fucking throat? Whammo! Oh. And then when you get arrested, the judge would say, um, yeah, I, I, everything is dismissed. Your honor, look at what she was doing. And he's going to go and he's going to step down and beat the shit out of her right there. Chris says I might spill a big beer on her. And then you got the mom next to her. Just letting her do it and say, no, you see that's entitlement. Letting that kid get away with that. Uh, Aram says she should have been kicked out for being disruptive to the rest of the audience. Exactly. Those people pay for fucking tickets. Shut up, you little bitch. Get the fuck out of here. Kenny says she's probably a timeout only parent. Yeah, I don't, I don't buy that. I just don't think she's anything. I wake 616, which is Kyler, says she should just yell fuck like me. Oh, God. Gives me flashbacks. Berlin. Jesus. You thick-skulled moron. Brandis says this is what, that is what makes me the most irate. The mom allowing the obnoxious behavior. I'm, I was always like very, very um, mindful of when my kids were being annoying fucks. I every time we took him out in public, I was like, "Oh shit, let's get the fuck out of here. Let's just go, get out." Hmm. Holy cow! All right, hey, for those of you enjoying the show on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, I am going to kick you out, and that is bad news because I need to chronicle bad news for you because I need to chronicle the story of the lawsuit between Motley Crue, uh, well, Vince, Tommy, and Nikki. Taking on Mick Mars. Oh no, this is ugly. Uh, thank you to young Adam for sending that along. I'll get to that in just a second. If you want to hear my take on this absurd scenario, uh, check me out on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Eric Zane live, because I'm about to send you off on your day. But this full show continues for another hour and 19 minutes at twitch.tv slash Eric Zane live. That's where you get it uninterrupted. Hit the follow button. It'll let you know when I'm live. You can uh, download the app. And then after you download the app, put Eric Zane live on there and then you'll find me. That's it. Subscribe to it as well. Link up your Amazon prime. You can subscribe for free. And uh, there you go. Then you get no commercials during the live stream. As always, download the audio podcast wherever you download shows. Just search Eric Zane Show and download the audio podcast if that's your thing. And as always, send me an email, eric at ericzaneshow.com if you want to say hi. Hey, what's up? It's your pal EZ with another amazing partner for the Eric Zane Show podcast, the Eufy Video Lock. Oh my gosh. Smart Lock 2K Cam and Doorbell 3-in-1 Triple Security. You got everything in one device, all right? Rather than install piecemeal, hoping that you got this app, that it's going to work okay in that app, and oh my God, this is not just for security, but also for convenience. No more worrying about losing keys. 
And you can assign passwords to your family members and see them coming back home via the integrated camera. So, you know, like they all have their codes. They walk up to the door. They punch it in. The door unlocks. In they go. And, of course, it's a video camera. So it's all there. You can see who shows up at your door. This is fantastic. We live in a golden age for home security. And the Eufy video lock is the top of the heap. Okay, you can go to eufyofficial.com slash video lock for more information. This thing is easy to install. The setup, all you need is a Phillips screwdriver, no drilling or anything like that. All the keyless entry components make it so fantastic. 0.3 second fingerprint recognition. Amazing. No battery anxiety. You've got the ultimate, I don't know what it is, super lithium whatever that keeps this thing powered for a long long time no monthly fee on this unlike other brands that do that they just bend you over and charge you a monthly fee i love the eufy video lock get to eufyofficial.com slash video lock e-u-f-y official.com slash video lock did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals i'm kat mother of three, and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at ritual.com slash podcast. Kyle says, Mick definitely won't have a motley Christmas and a happy crew year. It's true. Hey, buddy, this is uh, Mick. Uh, this is Vince. Uh, have a Molly Christmas and a happy key rocket. Facebook and Twitch brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Tyler writes, I don't know if you said this, but ESPN reports 36 screams and 18 missed free throws. Yes. They were 50% from the line. Yeah, everybody's letting her get away with it. They're enabling that type of behavior. I was so pissed. Twitter brought to you by Blue Frost IT and uh, follow on YouTube as well, Eric Zane Show on YouTube. Twitter is at Eric Zane Show and Facebook is facebook.com slash Eric Zane fan page. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to go tinkle. Be right back. Um, the idea was floated. You should replace intermission music with the nonstop laugh track. Are you crazy? There'd be no one here when I got back. That's ridiculous. All right. Time to get into this uh, Molly Christmas and a happy crew year and a keep rocking. Hey, uh, hey, hey, man, it's, it's me, it's Vince Dill. You have a Dr. Feel Good Friday and, a, and uh, that 
This is, uh, I got even better. Let's see. This is that concert that Vince was doing when he was trying to like get back in playing shape for the big crew tour. He's playing with some other band that's not his. Goes like this. People are like, oh, this is it, the big, the big moment. Oh yeah. Band's tight. Bye-bye. Oh, no. Yeah, if you're in that position, if you're the backup band, do we? Do they just stop? I mean, I, I wish I could have seen more of that, of them just like saying, oh, well, uh, okay. Or do they finish just with the girls, girls, girls? Hey, Jim, Vince Neil here. Hey, buddy. Have a mildly Christmas and a happy crew year. And 2020 is an all new beginning. So keep rocking. Keep rocking. Uh, there was another one of those. Where is it? Okay, here it is. Hey, Jim. Hey, Jim. They're all the same. Fuck. I thought there was one where he was really bombed. I must have deleted it. Shit. Have a motley Christmas and a happy crew year. Well, they don't want Mick Mars to have a happy Christmas. Merry Christmas and a happy crew year. A motley Christmas and a happy crew year. Mick is suing. So I'm kind of on the fence on this one as to who to side with. Uh, Mick is, is a few years older than the rest of the guys. He's 71. And since he was uh, 27, he's had this horrible disorder that is uh, very painful and damaging uh, for him to uh, even move around. Uh, uh, I forget how you say it. Ankling spinosis or some shit like that. I think it's the bones like fused together and there's all sorts of very painful it sounds just ridiculous. And I don't know how that guy, he's had it since he was a kid, 27. So that's a long ass fucking time. Well, finally mixes. Hey, I can't do it. I can't tour, uh, at all. So I can have, I can, maybe if you did a one-off show or a residency, I could pull that off, but I have to effectively retire from the grind of the road. Now I was under the impression that he that this was it. They weren't doing any more shows at all. Like there was some big finale. Okay. But uh I guess not because they they continue to go on. Well, uh 
Mick then, they said, all right, well, since you're retiring from the band after 41 years, you get no money. And he said, fuck that. I get 25%. And they go, no. Are you crazy? We can't give you 25% if you're not playing. That's not, that's not fair. And he says, it absolutely fucking is fair. I came up with this fucking band. I did everything. Why the fuck would I? So, I mean, I guess it's, that's weird. Motley Crue's attorneys uh, provided Variety, the publication I'm getting this from, with a signed declaration. They went around and talked to all the members of the crew, guitar techs, drum techs, and got them to sign affidavits saying, uh, effectively, he fucking sucks. From the time that uh, Mars performed on 36 stadium dates this past in 2022, saying that uh, his performances were under par and created problems for the entire group. So now it's all coming out. It's all ugly. After the last tour, Mick publicly resigned from Motley Crue, said the Crue's lawyer. And despite the fact that the band did not owe Mick anything, and with Mick owing the band millions in advances that he did not pay back, the band still offered Mick a generous compensation package to honor his career with the band. Manipulated by his manager and lawyer, Mick refused and chose to file this ugly public lawsuit. <laughs> Nikki, the band hadn't been saying anything. And then the other day, Nikki broke that by tweeting out, sad day for us, and we don't deserve this considering how many years we've been propping him up Oh, 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 no. We still wish him the best and hope he finds lawyers and managers who aren't damaging him. We love you, Mick. Yeah, you can't end a tweet like that where you say you've been propping him up for years with we love you. We don't deserve this considering how many years we've been propping him up. We love you, Mick. No, that's not right. It should say considering how many years we've been propping him up. Fuck you, Mick. Oh, no. <laughs> and Nikki tweeted out this article that I'm reading to you. There it is. Corey says, Mick, you fat ass bitch. All right, there's more to this. Variety further asks about the discrepancy between the firm's statement Thursday afternoon that Mars publicly resigned in his own press release in October that said Mick will continue as a member of the band but can no longer handle the rigors of the road. The crew uh, camp responded that dropping out as a touring member was legally tantamount to quitting the group altogether. They said, well, I mean, if you don't tour, we don't have any way to make money. It's not like... Motley Crue's coming out with a new record anytime soon that anyone is going to give a shit about. Everybody knows that, especially in rock music, anyone that comes out with anything new, no one cares about. Rocky's dead. Um, if John Lennon rose from the dead and then he went over to George Harrison's grave and said, get up, George, and George comes out of the dead as zombie George Harrison... And then they go bang, they go banging on the door of Paul and Ringo and say, let's get the Beatles back together. 
and they make an album, no one's going to pay attention to it. No one cares anymore. That's correct. Retiring from touring is resigning from the band, said the crew's lawyer. The band's primary function is to tour and perform concerts. And as you saw from the amendment, if a shareholder resigns, we cannot receive any, he cannot receive any compensation from touring. They had back in 2007, all agreed to a, this statement that if you leave, you, you leave, you get nothing. And they all signed it. In fact, Mick was instrumental in coming up with, with it. If a shareholder resigns, he cannot receive any compensation from touring, which is what Mick is trying to get. It's a clear cut that Mick is not entitled to any more money. Uh, ankylosing spondylitis. Rendering him unable to be on the road anymore. What is... Probably a horrible disease that actually affects his finger joints. Uh, yeah, I think I was I was close to that. You get this hunched over look, the vertebrae fuse. So that's not supposed to do that. They're all supposed to be independent to keep you. So you know, you ever see somebody like that who's got a. a Kind of like that kyphosis hump. You just feel the urge to put their hands behind their... Here, put your hands behind your back and then tie them to like a donkey. And then you put your knee right in the back and tell the donkey to run away. Just to like crack that fucking back. Ankylosing spondylitis. A-S. For short, is what Mick Mars has. Tyler says it essentially makes you say my back. Oh, ow, hey, mate. Kenny, what's wrong? I got Mick Mars disease. Oh, oh, no, you don't. It's all shitty. Let me, uh, I only got a minute or two. I got to get Kyle on from dumpster divers or Kyle from nameless dumpster co- uh, company until he's, uh, gives me money again. Um, talk about in the article about the declarations of the ban that they, uh, the bands, um, what they agreed to. If someone ever leaves, there's all sorts of statements from the crew members about him, uh, forgetting like songs that they were playing, playing the wrong song. So they're playing shout at the devil. He's playing girls, girls, girls. Just all all over the place. And Mick's like, now that's bullshit. The reason why I was fucking up was because of the background tracks. Because the band performs with backing uh, tracks all the time. So they can just, you know, uh, Vince will pull the mic away and you can still hear him singing. It's all shitty. It's absolutely horrible. Dreadful tour. And anyone who goes to a Motley Crue show knows what I'm talking about. It's absolute garbage. And people pay their money. At the end of the day, all this is true. I don't know who it's he said, she said on this fucking Mick Mars thing. But one thing is for sure. That band sucks. 
Mick was struggling, forgetting chords and song, not up to speed with the songs, could not play his solos. The other band members spent hours trying to help Mick. Mick would often get frustrated and confused. I also witnessed the band and crew's frustration with Mick's mistakes firsthand during the rehearsals. Mick's issues continued and got worse during the tour. Virtually at every concert, he played the wrong chords, wrong song, would forget what song he was playing. Sound techs would need to have a backup track ready in case Mick played the wrong song or chord. Oh, my God. I need audio of that. What an absolute ripoff. Do not go see this band ever. They suck shit. Man, that is uh, that is rough. Corey says another band that sounds like shit is the Rolling Stones. Oh, they're 95 years old. What do you want? Yeah, it, um, people who spend a lot of money to go see these fogies, like Paul McCartney, um, I would say Paul McCartney's in that camp. The Rolling Stones are in that camp. Are just people just looking to have a good time, and they're, well, they're incredibly rich to be able to afford a fucking ticket to those shows. Springsteen still has it for now, but that's going to be fading before you know it. Maureen just saw Springsteen and he sounded fantastic. And she's a Springsteen nut. She'd tell you if there was anything shitty. Was there anything shitty? Did he miss a note on anything like 10th Avenue freeze out or, or Rosalita or, uh, or was it all on, on point? When you saw Springsteen, Maureen. I mean, even uh, if you can be objective, if that's even possible. Because you're a huge fan. She says, no, he's fantastic. Yeah, he's in his 70s. I remember when I saw him in his 50s. And people were like, oh my God, Bruce is so old. It's like, no, he's not. Is ACDC still to her? I think so. All right, let's bring in this legend, Kyle. For another round of Let's Get... Hello, Eric Zane. Hello, hello, Eric Zane. Eric Zane. Yeah, was that a horn? What's that? Is that I, I'm hearing something. Is that, it sounds like rumble strips or a horn or some shit. Yeah, I know. We're, uh, we're doing a demo, so... Uh... Using the old uh, fucking oh. tool to cut some wood. Is this the same demo you were on last week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, much, yeah. Big, it's a big one. So, this is it a business or someone's home? It's uh, a home. It's a condo in like Oh my god! So you guys got your work cut out for you. Oh, hey, you there? Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's fucking... Here's what I found here, saying. Uh, the South Service just, just is not great going up to the 25th floor, I feel like. Oh. Were you... Okay, yeah. If that's okay, do you, is this a bad time? You know, I don't, uh, don't want to screw you up. 
No, 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 I'm good. Um, can you hear me? Or is yeah, no, it, no, it's fine. It's fine. It was just one little, little blip, but nothing, nothing major. Yeah, I am. I'm. I'm now standing out on the fucking balcony, so I'm just 25 floors above the fucking city, looking around like I live here. Is this it's doing pretty good? Is this Grand Rapids? Yeah, it has to be. There's no other building. There's no other place in West Michigan that has 25 or more uh, stories. Which which building is this? Uh, the towers condominiums, you know, like right across the street from the Bob, kind of. Oh yeah, yeah. That's uh, the the uh, fucking Marriott or whatever the fuck. Yeah, yeah. So they're redoing the whole fucking place. Yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, we're ripping out floors, bathrooms. Yeah. Uh, now, is this type of thing where you have to throw it out? Those you, things. you have to throw it out the window and it goes down a chute, or do you have to like haul no, it all out? Yeah, we're bringing it down the elevator bit by bit. Oh, what a pain in the ass! But I'm uh, I am suspicious of the uh, cell coverage right now for some reason. So I'm going to give it another try. Is it? Is can you can you hear me? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's wonky. It's wonky. I might have to catch up with you, like at a later time or date. Okay, yeah, that's totally fine. We can do that. Yeah. Okay. No problem. All right. Uh, real, real quick, your thoughts on Mick Mars suing Motley Crue? <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right. I'll see you, Kyle from Kyle. Uh, another rip roaring edition of Let's Kill. That is a complete disaster. That's the best we can do. Oh, well, it happens. No big deal. Um, all right. Fuck the libraries in Missouri. Oh, my God. Hold up. I'm, I'm so far behind. I got to catch up real quick. Um, first of all, you thought about there was problems in my neck of the woods where they canceled the one library because they had a couple books about uh, uh, transgender people or gay people or whatever and vag slime. Remember that book about the vag slime? What's uh, what's it called again? Gender queer. And uh, all those people canceled the library. They they took away the funding from the library. You ain't seen nothing. You ain't seen nothing yet. Uh-uh. Baby, you just ain't seen no 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 nothing yet. Here's something, here's something that you're never going to forget. Uh, sign up for Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Uh, the Insane Asylum is going to premiere today with some assistance. Some of the songs, I didn't use all of them that Kyle wanted me to play, Kyle Ryan, but I did use some of them. I used a couple of Scorpion songs you sent my way. A Guns N' Roses song, um, an ACDC song, and uh, I think that's it. The rest are mine. Yeah, he sent me a bunch of um, songs that I I don't think I can handle. Let's see, what did he write? Corn. He says, P.S. I smoked a joint before making this list. Coming Undone and Thoughtless by Korn. Now, those might be great songs, but I didn't take the time to listen to them, so I'll have to go backwards. 
Um, Pantera, Cemetery Gates and a New Level. I think I've actually played Cemetery Gates before. I'm not sure. It's not bad. Five Finger Death Punch, I did not include. Wash It All Away and the song Under and Over It. I got to take the time. Some band called In This Moment. And the, the songs are called Blood and Sick Like Me. I don't know, man. Godsmack, Crying Like a Bitch and Bulletproof. Yeah, I don't know if that, if that, if I can, it's a little bit too much of a departure from what I do on the Insane Asylum. You know? I mean, I've, I've done some of these in the past. Some, I mean, I've played a Godsmack song here and there. I don't think I've ever played Five Finger Death Punch. I think the only song I've played by Korn was their version of Word Up. Um, Motley Crue, 10 Seconds to Love and Girls, Girls, Girls. Uh, I should probably play those. To uh, talk because of the Mick Mars suing the ban. Uh, it'll have to be uh, next week, though. I did not include those. So I'll break it up. I'll check out those other ones. But they're probably shitty because all bands like that generally suck. Kenny <laughs> says, do not, do not play Five Finger Death Punch. It's posers, motherfucker. Ow! Ooh! Cole says those are great songs. Brandis says in this moment has much better songs than those two. Well, I, hey, I yeah, maybe you'll have to send me a list too. Aram says has any has Eric played anything by the Supergroup? Yes, lately. Fucking hey. DJ says, "What, hey Kyle? What's your take on Motley Crue? Cell phone reception just as good as their shows." Kuiper says to Kenny, "Fuck off, Kenny! Five Fingers a great band. Fucking shit, the hell they are, motherfucker!" Right. Anyway, I also included a bunch of bands that a lot of you have never heard. That I don't want to list now because you'll be like, who is that? We don't care. Shut up. That's the way it goes. Uh, all right. Uh, sign up for Patreon. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. The open and live stream of the show brought to you by A&E Heating and Cooling. Uh, Tyler, I need an update. Did you send that estimate off to Joe Martinez? He's got to beat it. He has to. 616-516-8579 for A&E heating and cooling. Uh, with it getting warmer, it's time to get that uh, AC tuned up. I cannot stress this enough. It's been sitting idle for six months. It probably has a couple on that outside deal, that fan thing with all those uh, condenser coils. Probably has a couple of squirrel nests in there. Uh, they've probably chewed on the wires. And when you give that thing a little bit of juice, uh, you could have an issue. Not to mention all of that dust and debris that um, uh, cakes onto those fins. 
on the uh, cooling fins on the outside of the unit uh, that's outside of your home that the cover needs to come off and those that all needs to be removed and you need a professional to do that if you don't and you just turn the fucking thing on it's going to suck uh the air through it to um uh, cool it and um it's not nearly going to be it's not going to be nearly as efficient and it's going to work harder for longer costing you more money to cool the home and costing you money because eventually it could lead to a breakdown inside of the unit with all the things that go on inside of the house that needs to be tuned and uh and looked at as well once a year by professionals a and e heating and cooling are the professionals uh i'm pretty sure it's 79 bucks to get the ac tuned i know for the furnaces it was 79 bucks i think for the ac it's the same amount but i'm not sure Tyler says, I did reach out to him. He explained to me what's up, the difference in price, and he is essentially the same price, actually. Well, there you go. There you go. Six one six five one six eighty five seventy nine. Um Sir Bob of Oliver brings up the band Nickelback and says everyone listens, but no one admits it. I admit it. I love Nickelback. That song about, hey, hey, I want to be a rock star. I'm through with standing in line. The clubs are never getting like the bottom of the ninth and I'm never going to win. This life hasn't turned out quite the way I wanted to be. Tell me what you need. It's a great song. Kid Rock's in it. You know, he has a little cameo. So so is Kiss and Billy Gibbons. They're all in that, that video. It's awesome. Kyle says you have to listen to B-Side Nickelback. I don't know what that is. That's actually good rock music. What, what do you mean by B-Side Nickelback? Uh, all right. Thank you to Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV 616-532-6600. You need your cars repaired? Take them to Irvine. 616-532-6600. Trusted source, the best in the business. All of the dealerships, they have people that are capable there of taking care of uh, some minor issues and things like that. But when they really get in the weeds, they actually call Irvine's. This is, is true, uh, especially when it comes to hybrids and EVs, because the technical level of uh, the level of technical expertise by Irvine's is, uh, is is more profound than anybody else that does this. So they get called when there's really problems. 616-532-6600. Don't just take my word for it because I'm just a podcaster that's paid to do it. But I do take my cars there. Um, go with the word of all the people that don't have podcasts, the Google reviews of Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. They're very, very proud of their rating, and they keep it uh, prominently displayed on their website, 616-532-6600. I can't talk. 616-532-6600. Hire me on Cameo for 20 bucks a pop. Cameo.com slash Eric Zane. Check out the Kent County Health Department if you need information about the WIC program. Um... 
keeping the family fed during difficult times is the most important thing. And if you are struggling with that, the WIC program can help keep food on the table. For all the details, contact them, 616-632-7200 or online at accesskent.com slash health. All right. In the great state of Missouri, two big weirdo things going down. The first one is, forget the one library. In Missouri, they hate gay people so much that they are defunding all of the libraries. All of them. No more libraries in Missouri. Now, let's be honest here. If someone said, Eric, they're going to close down the library in your town. On a scale of zero to 10, how much do you care? Zero being no care, 10 being absolute care. I would say zero. Hold on a second. O'Neill's having a dream. why i'm so pissed off about the closing of libraries i think it's because of why and it's it's really awful to me and and frankly i'm not the target audience of uh libraries you know for some people that's uh i i guess the only place where you can uh get access to the internet maybe or uh get access to uh any type of well knowledge is that is that what i mean i i'm not a library expert so i can't tell you with any degree of confidence why it's incredibly important for us to have libraries 
but for some reason i think that it's that it is important that we have libraries and but i'm still on the side of the libraries in this one i'm not on the side of people wanting to defund the libraries but the missouri house republicans hate gay people so much that they are ending the libraries their state budget is 45.6 billion dollars and um what they just came up with in the house is now going to go to the senate and it is also controlled by republicans so this is going to pass uh the missouri house debated for over eight hours last week on a budget that's roughly two billion less than the one the governor proposed last january cutting not only the 4.5 million that the governor mike parson had slated for libraries so the governor's a republican he's like oh yeah here you go here's the budget and uh, of course we're going to fund the libraries and like oh no no you're doing it wrong you may be one of us but we got to cut that money out for the libraries they cut out 4.5 million for libraries and they also cut costs for what's described as diversity initiatives so you know opportunities for blacks also, they cut out child care and pre-kindergarten programs. These sound like all things that you should have in a budget. Missouri House Budget Committee leader Representative Cody Smith proposed cutting library aid due to a recent lawsuit filed against the state last February. The lawsuit was filed by the ACLU of Missouri on behalf of the Missouri Association of School Librarians and the Missouri Library Association seeks to declare Senate Bill 775 unconstitutional, a bill that has resulted in over 300 books getting banned from school libraries, many of which include LGBTQ characters or racial justice themes. Tell you, this is, uh, this is um, 100% above board hardcore bigotry it is 100 percent legal and devastating hardcore bigotry and racism oh my god they're doing it right this is the right way to do it this is all of the legal might that they have and and they don't give a shit about how it looks the state legislature passed uh, Senate Bill 775 last August in an effort to expand rights for victims of sexual assault. So that bill started out under the guise of something very, very good. Okay. It had nothing to do with libraries, Senate Bill 775. So last August, um, the state legislature passed it to expand the r- of rights for victims of sexual assault. But one sen- senator... His name is Rick Bratton, a Republican. He, add, you know how they like add things onto a bill to try to like slide it in. Oh, well, and then it's almost kind of like not really related to it in any way, shape or form. So you pass a, a budget, but with it, there might be uh, another uh, motivation attached to the bill that kind of uh, handcuffs people and then they have to pass it. That's what this guy did. He added an amendment to the bill banning educators from uh, providing, as he puts it, sexually explicit material to students punishable by up to $2,000 fine or a year in jail. Like there's going to be educators that are going to do that. But what this does basically is it, um, it takes the 
the library from having this type of material available. Smith argued that the state should not subsidize the lawsuit with government aid, but the Missouri Library Association, a nonprofit representing Missouri, Missouri's librarians, put out a statement stating that they are not providing any funding for the lawsuit as the ACLU is aiding them pro bono. Oh, my God. Libraries fu- library funding is guaranteed in the Missouri Constitution, the group wrote on a Twitter. The group wrote on Twitter, this tactic meant to bully um, MLA in a submission instead directly harms public libraries who rely on those funds, especially the smaller, more rural libraries. So basically, they're wiping out all libraries in Missouri because of a couple gay books. Oh, my God. Democrats also fought in support of the libraries. Peter Meredith from St. Louis, a Democrat, argued it is not appropriate to punish libraries because Republicans are mad that libraries are suing to question censorship. The budget bill is yet to move us to a Senate vote and then to the governor's desk as it still needs its third house reading, which has not been scheduled, but it'll pass. So they're going to wipe all of the libraries in Missouri. God, what the fuck is going on here? Cole says, does Missouri even have a library? This is terrible. Also in the great state of Missouri. This guy. Look at him. He's a uh, well-to-do lawmaker. This is crazy that there's uh, two stories concerning uh, politicians in Missouri. This guy is defending child marriage. Saying kids he knows who got married. And the reason why is because kids I knew who got married at 12 are still married. You know people who are married at 12? This guy looks younger than me. And you know people who were married at 12 years old? What the fuck? And now he's advocating for child marriage. And that is the basis for his defense. He knows uh, 12-year-olds who got married. He added they had gotten pregnant and that the parents consented to the marriage. I cannot imagine that. Being a parent and having a child having a child. A 12-year-old. That's so fucked up. For a while, I was like, it was fucked up when Jim was going to be a dad while he was still in high school. Grayson was born in May. Jim graduated in June. Missouri State Senator Mike Moon defended child marriage on Tuesday, touting uh, the apparently successful marriage of people he knows. He made the comments during the debate on a bill he introduced that would... Ban gender-affirming care for transgender youth in the state. Now, to me, the in my own brain, the jury is still out about gender-affirming care. I've said on this show that if you're under 18, you shouldn't be allowed to change your gender. But I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about there. It's just a feeling I have. I haven't based that on any uh, research or fact. I just think that it would make sense um but i know a person right now who is changing gender and uh 
after conversations with this person. Um, I, I, might, I might be coming around to gender-affirming care for a youth who knows, I want to be a boy. I need a dick or I, I want to be a girl. And that it can be very, very damaging if a person is not granted that type of care to change their gender at a young age. So anyway, that's just a side note on this whole discussion. Um, this guy made the comment during a debate on a bill he introduced that would ban gender-affirming care for transgender youth. Um, video of the ch- exchange showed Democratic State Rep Peter Meredith confronting uh, Senator Mike Moon, the guy, over past comments he made about parents' rights to make decisions concerning their own children. So basically this guy said, we got to ban gender-affirming care. And then they said, you voted no on making it illegal for kids to be married to adults at the age of 12 if their parents consented to it. Oh, my God. I didn't realize that this is married to adults. A 12-year-old gets married to like a someone over 18. Yeah, that that's where your brain is. You wanted us to say yes to 12-year-olds getting married to adults. Meredith told Moon, you said actually that you should that should be the law because it's the parents' rights and the kids' right to decide what's best for them best for them to be raped by an adult. So that's a great point. You're telling parents that they can't um, get their kids gender affirming care, but they can allow um, adults they them to sign off on adults raping their children, getting married to them. Do you know any kids who've been married at age 12? Moon asked in response. I don't need to, Meredith said. I do, and guess what? They're still married, Moon replied. Holy shit. I think I actually even have this exchange. The audio of this. Uh, You can see it right there. Video check. Audio check. (laughs) oh i'm sorry that's the wrong one that that was a mistake i i didn't i don't know what that was about parents' rights to raise their kids how they want. In fact, I just double-checked. You voted no on making it illegal for kids to be married to adults at the age of 12 if their parents consented to it. You said, actually, that should be the law because it's the parents' right and the kids' right to decide what's best for them, to be raped by an adult. Okay? Do you know any kids who have been married at age 12? That was the law. You You voted not to change it. Do you know any kids who have been married at age 12? I I, I don't need to. I do. Uh, And guess what? They're still married. Gentlemen. Good. Who cares? This asshole. He's basing it on one one couple. They're still married. They're still still married. Oh, my God. That is horrible. Wow. Uh, Moon did not immediately respond to Insider's request for comment, but defending his statement on Twitter, he wrote that the backstory was missing, explaining a 12-year-old impregnated a minor of similar age. It doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. 
with consent of the parents they married are still married today he said adding their marriage is thriving well that's not the point the point is um the parents making an important decision and you're saying you can't have it both ways if you're saying the parents can have an can, can uh can allow a 12 year old to get married married those parents can also if they choose to um let their child have gender affirming care it's up to them you know republicans so often like government stay out of my life stay out of my life less government you fuck you you can't tell me what to do a uh, uh, thin blue line bullshit don't tread on me maga maga fuck you second amendment pickup truck flag fuck you and then the second that a democrat says well yeah all right i'm, I'm all for that uh Oh, everything but this. You can't allow them queers to fucking no way, man. That's a bunch of bullshit. Let's go ban a library. Fuck you. Assholes. All right, I got to pee again. Stand by. Hey, honey, how you doing? Had to pop a Flomax. Flomax is the medicine you take to make your uh, prostate gland behave more normal mine kind of uh, is, is wonky it's something wrong it's probably riddled with cancer i don't know what's going on you take the flow max it uh takes away the inflammation ryan says you're still dealing with pp issues yeah my flow is low Jesse says, I was thinking of flow nays. No, that's a different thing. That's a, that has to do with the nose, I think. Uh, Savage Sack Lunch says, it's probably AIDS. I don't think so. You remember um, back in the day when uh, people would uh, get like uh, HIV and then die of AIDS? And then... Um, Everybody would be like, oh, God. Yeah, well, that's because he's gay. And they like would like uh, justify it. You know, like Arthur Ashe, the tennis legend. Yeah, he, uh, he got AIDS. HIV and then AIDS. And that's what he died from. You're like, oh, yeah, well, it's because he's black. It's because he's gay. No, I think he got it from a... Uh, I think he uh, was fighting a deadly disease, maybe cancer. And I think he got a blood transfusion. That's how he got it, you know. Uh, I remember that when that was all starting, the AIDS epidemic. People were like, oh, yeah, you can get it from a toilet seat. I think that's herpes. Kyle says, is there a song that lets you know if you have AIDS? Well, of course, it's the Peter Griffin thing. You have AIDS. The whole idea in a classic retelling moment of on the radio, one of the things that nearly got me fired was one of the funniest things uh, that has ever taken place on the actual radio. Imagine you're driving around and you hear this uh, dramatic, swelling, building music uh, uh, and, a, and a person with an enlightened voice, a man saying, I will not let AIDS define me, or I will not let HIV define me. I will live my life, and I am strong. And it's all like super poignant 
and important. And it's, uh, I forget who was the sponsor behind it. I think it was the Michigan Department of Health or something like that. And uh, it's 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 playing. And then all of a sudden you hear, you have AIDS. You have AIDS. Um, and then you hear Louis C.K. say, will you just please die of AIDS? Played over the commercial. And the howling laughter that ensued. And then the laughter stopped when the boss comes in. And then they're like pointing at me. Like, he did it. He did it. He did it. And we got a complaint from some guy who has AIDS. And I'm like, I don't believe that. That's got to be some guy from another radio station or someone who doesn't like me. They don't really have it. Did you get a blood test? I need proof that this fucker's actually got full-blown AIDS. No, he does. He said he's got AIDS. I go, so what? Who gives a shit? Well, he wants you fired. For what? Because you played, uh, will you just please die of AIDS over the AIDS awareness commercial? I go, well, yeah, that's fucking funny. That's what you're supposed to do. Linda says, I was listening when that happened. She's there. She's right there right now. That shit rolled downhill so fucking fast. Uh, That was in October of the previous year. October of 15. Um, And then a number of months later was the... um, fucking incident with the delta plex tufus tofus tufus tufus barrel asses that's because those two pencil dicks were hypocrites mediocrity dave says those were good days indeed they were that was when the show was fun i heard something yesterday because um yesterday it was really fucked up because hot wings was not there not like he's going to say anything anyway, but Hotwings was not there and Steve was not there. So it was the women, Free Beer and Kelly and um, Maitland, the intern. <laughs> and they went down the road, went on a tangent that was so fucking serious it was uh they were reading reddit um uh, i we need advice they read random people on reddit's questions for advice and then they weigh in with their own thoughts on people who didn't actually write into the show and somehow it gets into the subject of having anxiety attacks and panic attacks And then everybody gets on a soapbox about going and getting mental health uh, help. And it's all way weird and just way off the beaten path. Bit of subject matter. No fun whatsoever. Just them suddenly getting super serious about all this shit and how they all have to take medicine now, which who gives a fuck? I mean, whatever. Uh, and they're, it's all like, yeah. And so I'm dealing, I'm coping. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm better for it. And you can get the help that you need. 
And I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? Jesus shit. And I was all the while I was taking notes of various uh, moments that I'll have to uh, pull and uh, feature for you here on this show. Tufus says the fucking show is supposed to be a distraction from Lexapro. I don't get why people actually listen to it now because, and someone made a great point. Um, and there's, uh, there's a spot on the subreddit, which there's no shame in, in looking at it because I love getting a, the, uh, thought process of where the audience is right now. And there's a spot on it. Cause if you bitch on the subreddit, they delete it. They only like you to put it in the monthly bitch fast, uh, bitch fest section of the, um, of the subreddit. I need my glasses. I just can't see. Um, Um, CT underscore smoker writes the shows have been in a downward trend starting about a year before Zane got let go two years I can't believe it's still on the air the past two years have been the worst and this person says yes people who say it is because Joe left or because Kelly started or even because Zane was fired aren't looking back far enough or haven't been around long enough because it goes back further than any of those. And that is true. I remember feeling it. I remember actually Greg one day was sitting there buried in the iPad again. I go, do you get the feeling that it's kind of a miracle? This is off the air that we're even a syndicated show right now. Do you feel like, and he goes, yes, I do feel that. I've, I go, I feel like we've lost something. And um, I think then that that has become, uh, that complacency has become normal. But it is, it really is lame. It's just fucking boring as shit. But I don't think they care enough. Well, anyway, I don't give a shit. I don't want them to improve. I want more of them listening to me. Which, by the way, I got my first positive comment on the fucking Who Are These podcasts when someone who actually took the time to listen to it said, it wasn't that bad. He nailed home what's wrong with the show these days. They didn't really step uh, out of line in my mind. Very fair in my book. Eric doesn't come off like a sour ass for being fired years and years ago, as some comments would suggest. It was more of taking funny shots. Shit you would have heard of if the group were still together today, mocking one another for the silliest things. I can tell you right now, if I was on that show, we would absolutely be playing this regularly. Three, two, one, go. <laughs> And you'd be you'd be loving it. It'd show up at the weirdest times, just like it does here. (laughs) Cars, Christmas, incredible. New York, come to Oregon, come here. Temperature, algorithms, incredible. For crust, cripple. Aram says, "I remember a VIP asked me anything video around '09 when free beer 
admitted he thought about quitting because it wasn't fun anymore. I remember he told me that to myself. Brandis says, I've never wanted to punch someone in the face more than I do right now. You mean Kelly or me? Because I didn't, I wasn't the one who said, I'm not the one who talks like this. Christmas, incredible. New York, come to Oregon, come here. Temperature, algorithms, incredible. For crust, cripple. Uh, Working hard right now to compile a new updated supercut. A mega mix super cut. Brandis says both for fuck's sake. All right. Arnold Schwarzenegger is, well, he's a man's man. A public servant, former governor, of course. And he was pissed off because in his wealthy neighborhood where he lives there's a massive pothole and uh he went ahead called some of his buddies and says hey let's go out there and fix a pothole we gotta do what's right for california and here he is look at he's got his work boots on uh here he's got a shovel in his hand they've uh They've filled the pothole and then they're putting uh, the asphalt over it, the hot asphalt. They, they mixed it all up on their own. And look at it. They, they repaired the pothole. Here he is in a picture where he looks like uh, uh, fucking Lennon with this jacket on. Look at that jacket. That is, that is, you got, only he could pull that off, you know? Uh, let me uh, read to you. The quote from the folks who are supposed to repair that. Let me just start from the beginning. Arnold uh, created absolute chaos when he took it upon himself to fill in a pothole in Los Angeles. You're welcome, he said, spade in hand, as people drove by admiring his handiwork. They're honking. He's going, that's right. That's right. Uh, alongside an exasperated video posted by the do-gooder himself to show off his day's work as he assuredly patted down the patch into the hole. The 75-year-old philosophized the importance of taking action today after the whole neighborhood has been upset about this giant pothole that's been screwing up cars and bicycles for weeks. I went out with my team and fixed it, he wrote. One person driving by said, thank you, Arnold. You have to do it yourself. This is crazy. For three weeks, I've been waiting for this hole to be closed. I always tell people, let's not complain. Let's do something about it. Here you go. Arnold continued in the post. He's lecturing everybody. Words of wisdom. They may seem. According to this article from the 38th governor of California. And then, well, comment from SoCal Gas. Yes, uh, that was an active service trench 
relating to active work being performed by SoCal Gas. We'll be ripping up the work tomorrow. This is not a pothole. It's a service trench relating to permitted work being performed to improve SoCal Gas for our customers. Oh, fuck. As is the case with all projects impacting city streets, SoCal Gas will be required to repair the area once their work is completed. Uh, They reached out to Arnold for a request for comment. None given. The fucking idiot. There was even like a... um, like an orange thing saying, avoid this. There's a there's a big hole here. You you don't want to drive over this. And he goes, fuck that. I'm going to repair it. That asshole. Yeah, it was marked. It was marked. It had been there a little while. I don't know the exact amount of time that it was there. Like here's the, uh, here he is standing behind the marker that was in front of it. I don't know the window of time that it had been um, there, but uh, it was an important service trench. So now they got to rip the fucking thing up. Idiot. Don't call anybody ahead of time. Um, they expect the work to be completed by the end of May. So there's plenty of time that that will be open. It's supposed to be. They They need that. Dumbass. Maureen says, fucking oopsie, Arnold. Uh, I don't know about the other candidates for today's asshole of the day, but that might be up there. Before I get to that, though, um, thank you to Berlin Raceway. In fact, today I've got to give away those tickets. i got to write down the shit I need to do. Berlin. What was the other thing? Um, something else. You see, I get reminded of them, and then I I don't write them down, and then I forget. Fuck. Uh, Berlin Raceway. Online at berlinraceway.com. Get tickets for Saturday's icebreaker. It's going to be 75 degrees when the green flag drops at 4 p.m. for the icebreaker at Berlin Raceway. Uh, A family of however many can get in for just 10 bucks. Mom, 5 bucks. Dad, 10 bucks. When you buy the tickets in advance online, if the kids are under 15, they get in free. Uh, bring a cooler. It's got to be a certain size, okay? I forget the size. Check out the website for exactly the size of the cooler you can bring. Fill it up with all the snacks and sandwiches, whatever you want. Fucking turkey dinner. I don't care. Uh, no glass, no alcohol. You can buy all your booze there. BerlinRaceway.com. An unbelievable value entertainment for your family. Feel the thrill of real live action racing on the less than half mile course, half mile oval track at Berlin Raceway online at berlinraceway.com. Buy an Eric Zane Show podcast t-shirt, ericzaneshow.com. Click merch. Thank you. Blue Frost IT. The managed IT service provider for this show. If you need any tech support, for your uh, smaller, medium-sized business, reach out to Blue Frost IT. They'll help you every step of the way, whether you're upgrading the equipment or making any type of changes. Blue Frost IT can help. Online at bluefrostit.com. They're at 616 285 
The Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage batting last in the order today. 231-332-6505. If you have any, excuse me, uh, interest in trying to get pre-approved for a mortgage, do it with Mario. He can help you no matter where you are in the U.S. He has offices all across the United States. Voted number one in the industry for a reason. Five-star, blue-star, I'm sorry, five-star, blue-star, red carpet service. I think I'm saying that wrong. Five-star, blue ribbon, red carpet service. A lot of colors there. That's what I'm supposed to say. NMLS number 3035 um, and accessible any state in the United States with the exception of Alaska, Hawaii, South Carolina, and Maine. 231-332-6505. At number again, 231-332-6505. You got the screaming kid, asshole of the day candidate. The NFK for the smear fest, bad. Either Mick Mars or Motley Crue, I don't know. Missouri lawmakers uh, 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 squelching the libraries. How about the uh, senator from Missouri who says yes to child rape? Missouri Republican Senator Mike Moon. That's got to be that guy, right? You are the TC Paintball asshole of the day. Congratulations, you've earned it. You have earned it. And that is my time, my friends. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed it. Talk to you down the road. Please tell your friends about the Eric St. Joe podcast. I'm always looking for new people to join us. If you have friends that used to listen to the Free Bear and Hot Wings show, please tip them off on the Eric St. Joe podcast. Till next time, thank you, folks. Have a good one. Bye-bye.
A new year, time for new growth. Grow your education and skills with Herzing University. Our online behavioral health programs fit your schedule and time. From an eight-month diploma program in health and human services to a 36-month bachelor's in psychology. Grow your behavioral health career with us wherever you are in your education. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Visit us online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. Online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109.